Hey Melbourne, we're back. Rewind Daddy's Band play the Sookie Lounge Friday the 3rd of February 2023. All the greaties from the 80s. Sookie Lounge is 1648 Burwood Highway, Belgrave. Tickets available on rewind80sband.com. See you in 2023 because we just can't get enough. We just can't get enough. Woo! Going guys, we're we're remote today. We're remote we are, today. Everyone. We are cross town. Very busy time. It is a busy time. How was your Christmas? Really good, actually. Um, yeah, we had a really special Christmas. It was uh, Leo's first Christmas, so we took him to the Christmas carols, and it was me and Mika and our two mums and Leo, and we were right in the front row. So he sort of got a fair bit of TV time, and uh, we had. Random people, like many messages from people sort of, you know, oh, I don't know if you guys were at the Christmas carols, but we just saw Leo on TV. Yeah, I so, saw him straight yeah. away. Yeah, that's oh, right. Did you? That's amazing. See, to me, like, babies are babies. And I, I just couldn't believe people recognised him. But we, I don't know. We must um, we must whack him on uh, social media too much or something. I don't know. So, uh, But, you know, people, people recognised him. So... If, if you um, yeah. hadn't have told me you were going, though, I probably maybe wouldn't have. Yeah, right, Because right. I knew yeah. you were going. I guess it was like there's Leo. Because I said to you last episode, you'll be on TV 100%. Yeah. And yeah. the thing was I SMSed you going, is he still up? And then I watched a little bit of Casey Donovan and he flew up on the screen again and I thought, the kid's still up. Yeah, amazing. He had he slept through something I can't remember what it was. Possibly Rob Mills, because um, I sort of spent my time whinging about Rob Mills, and uh, yeah, he drifted off for one song only, and then he was up again. Pissed himself, and then um, oh. we yeah we had to fucking run and change him, and there was nowhere to change him, and we were sort of we were right in the front row, so we're sort of asking security, hey, where, where can we um. 
where can we change our baby? And they were like, oh, I don't know. So we had to sort of just run up the back and change him on cement. Um, change him on the cement on the ground. It was sort wow. of rough and people... People are looking at us like we're, you know, don't know what we're doing. But um, he was sort of back with a new outfit on. People were like, did you do a costume change? Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but it was a really special night. We we loved it. It was really cool. How was your Christmas? Really good. So we had Maddie, myself, mum and dad, my brother and the two kids. Great. And it was really lovely. Just we don't make a big deal about Chrissy at at much anymore, like mum's really, yeah. you know, good about that. But um, no, it was really nice. The only thing is obviously Rossi's dog's not well so mum and dad are looking after him now and he's just on his last legs and it's sad, you know, but they yeah, seem to be God. holding it together. But the one thing that I'm really happy about is my little nephew who's 16 is an incredible basketball player and oh, wow. he's now going to basketball school in Dandenong. So oh, that will be his full time thing. Yeah. So I really think my brother's done an amazing job in letting a kid dream that shit. You know what I mean? Like we were God, never allowed yeah. to when we were kids. He was like, no, oh, you want to be amazing. what? Fucking get to high school. Like, you know, do yeah. this, da da da. So he starts that's, and I'm really wrapped for him because he's. A quiet achiever, my little nephew. Like he's very good at basketball. He's very tall, believe it or not. Comes from our family. He's very tall and uh, he just lives for it. So that was the highlight for me to know that he was going to live out his dream next year, you know. Oh, that's fantastic. Good on him. Congratulations. Yeah, you have to be an athlete to go to this school. It's not just a school like an academy of bullshit. It's actually the real deal and it's endorsed by basketball players and then they go to LA and they do all this stuff and they play with people. Yeah, so interesting and that was my Christmas. But um, I'm excited about this show because I think we should call it Bangers and Mash. Bangers and Mash. And I am, of course, Jay Jovi. You are? I'm Sammy Hardon. This is the 80s montage, Bangers and Mash. Tell us about what Bangers and Mash is about, Sammy. Well, just songs to us that are bangers on New Year's Eve, you know, yeah. or, you know, Bangers and Mash, you're pretty mashed on a New Year's Eve and it's fucking a banger and you just lose your mind, you know. And That's it. Just, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a feeling you get with the song and a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people reflect on this time of year, you know, and... The songs are what make you reflect on a lot of situations that you used to be in, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I sort of thought I I thought of songs that I listen to when I'm getting ready that sort of pump me up. Yeah, you know, like when I'm getting ready to go out because I'm going out tonight. I'm 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 we're having a having a family New Year's uh, this year. Um, and I've sort of explicitly told Mika that next New Year's I want to be in South America. Yeah, good. Um, good. Yeah. This year, though, we're going to be with the family. It's Mika's first uh, New Year's. We're going to see the New Year in uh, around the family. Um, and then I'll, you know, cut you cut loose and act like I'm 18 in in the fol- following year. I will, of course, be 45. But, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, you know, these are just songs that hype you up, like, be, yeah. you know, before or you go out. Or something to us as well, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the heat Beautiful. is on, Glenn Fry. I think the heat was on, you know, 
this year a little bit. A lot, lot of pressure, it a lot of definitely extraordinary was on. situations and we did good work this year. We, I'm really happy with where Rewind 80s um, ended up and how fabulous it was and I've been reflecting on that a little bit as well. But, yeah, I, I mean we've done some really good shows and, you know, it's just been really good, I think. Yeah, people joining the show for the first time. Rewind 80s is, of course, our live uh, 80s tribute band that we yeah. play all around Australia. And, uh, yeah, I really I really saw um, so much progression for the band this year. Yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. It, 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 like you could you could actually see us taking steps within that one year. You know what I mean? That's it was, right. It was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We've taken some big steps in the past, like we've done mm. the Australian Open and the MotoGP, but then it sort of died and mm. a lot of that had to do with um, not the marketing, it was people were just not understanding the quality of the band because there were yeah. so many 80s bands out there. You can flog anything you want nowadays, but it was the quality we want people to get. And our own agent wasn't getting that. It was just it was just not right. So we brought the band back to house and now we look after it and I run it and I take the phone calls and it's there's a lot of less ego about it now and it's very you know, people just want to buy the band. It's like, yes, we want this band. And we did some amazing gigs. And, yeah, look, it was a risk, a lot of them, but we were really happy for people that came out. Cans was a highlight for me. and um, Yeah, great. Stuff like that. So, yeah, no, really, really good year and I'm looking forward to next year especially because we've got our brand back, you know what I mean? It's I don't like people controlling too much of it. They don't understand it. Um, and there's shit out there that, that you know, you can pay eight grand for shit bands at the moment and get a fucking karaoke night, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I really think sort of during, uh, during COVID when we were sort of down for those couple of years, I really watched you, uh, sort of, oh, like master new skills and stuff in terms of, the entrepreneurial side of the band and sort of when we came back, you were sort of, you were basically doing it all, you know, like all of the kind of, all of the management side of it and all of the, um, all of the sort of middleman stuff, you were, you were running it all. Like it was completely sort of, um, I guess sort of, yeah, in-house, in-house managed and stuff mm. and then sort of our, our booking agents on top of that were, were, you know, basically helping rather than it being handed over to somebody else to manage and we just go and perform. I really watched you sort of um, really take ownership of the business side of it and it was just incredible. It was really incredible yeah. to see. Yeah. This, this year was a really good example of that. I mm, yeah, yeah, look, definitely. And it, it, it was – it's interesting because when you've let someone get your gigs for so long, you kind of think you need them and yeah. you don't. And that's the no. thing. A lot of a lot of myself – a couple of the, the gatekeepers in Melbourne that do their own stuff, uh, Penny being one of them from the Tusk show, we were talking about how uh, agents are pretty much obsolete because they haven't moved with the times and yeah. – they just pick up the phone and if you – they don't didn't understand when COVID finished, you could have asked anything price-wise because 
People wanted to see entertainment. And the thing yeah. is they just go back to the same old shit and it wasn't moving forward. And I, and it was the fact that I had to put up with the fucking talk, talk shit, like the old 80s agents and it was they cracked the jokes about their dicks and, oh, they're fucking great and, oh, they're fucking clever and they're this. It's like I don't want that shit. Like if yeah. you're that fucking clever, why has the money only gone up 500 bucks in five years? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't give me a fucking – and that was the thing I really cut off from the bullshit talk, which a lot of my songs have to do with that this year because I think that was the year where I thought to myself, God, people t- shit talk about themselves. Yeah. And when you're trying to book a client, it is not fucking about you. It is about the client. You yeah, need exactly. to give them a service. You don't tell them what you fucking do and then go, well, that'll be 2000 bucks. I mean, they just don't yeah. take you seriously, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting and, and just looking over the paperwork and all the stuff like that. But, no, I really felt um, we shifted a lot and I, and I and it was probably the hardest year we could have done it because COVID isn't 100% over and mm. people are like theatre sales are still slow. They're definitely slow this time of year and yeah. in December because people are afraid to get sick again and, and they were afraid to get sick before Christmas to see their families. But apart from that, if we've survived that, I can only see it getting much better, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ah, wonderful. And we, um, you just po- popped up on social media that Rewind 80s um, has celebrated a special anniversary, yeah? So 12 years in Jan. We put the band together in two days. Fuck, amazing. Yeah. That's no incredible. one even knew each other. And it yeah. was a gig. We were asked to do at the Prince of Wales in St Kilda. No, is that the Prince of Wales, St Kilda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, we did a forty-minute set for Scotty Khan, who who owns a who does the Absolute Eighty Show. And he said to me, "You've got to get your own band. I've got a gig for you." And it was it was. Um, I think you came, honey. You came to that gig. Remember you? I think. Yeah, we, I did. I did. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we were sort of supporting like. Brad's band Appetite for Destruction, which sort of stapled him being in the band as well because he was yep. sort of in my vision and I was like, oh, there you go, there's that Slash guy, I must remember that. And then I'd already worked with him with another band I was in before but um, I remember not – I got Gavin Pierce on bass and no one knew who Gavin was because he was in Havana Moon but a fucking great bass player. And awesome. we just did songs that we knew and it was great. Yep. But I said to Maddie, it's going to take five years to get anything happening. And he went, five years? And I went, well, we've got every other 80s band up our ass. I'm going to have to start swinging punches because even though I've been in those bands, they're still going to try and stop me in some way, you know. Yeah, that's right. So I think this year that really we just did some fantastic gigs. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. We did some great gigs, sort of pushing up to Queensland, and um, oh. it was beautiful as well. Sort of Queensland really, uh, really embraced us. I reckon it was, um, yeah, it was just lovely. It was. Um, uh, we did some awesome gigs in northern Northern Territory as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that right. was beautiful. It was yeah. really cool. And traveling, but, we opened um, up Australia with the brand. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which no one wanted to do. No one thought because they couldn't negotiate. They can't negotiate mm. flights and accommodation. So it's like it's too hard basket. Let's stay yeah. safe and stay. And 
dickhead, Coffee Breath used to do the same thing. That could have been bigger than what it was. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? And people do keep you down and put you under the thumb and that's the one thing that I was like, fucking no way. See you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm quite abrupt when I want to cut people off as well. I'm like, no, no more. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And they don't understand but. I don't know. There's so much to do in the industry, but the heat is on for me. I think is a banger because we yep. want to do that song in the band as well. And it's a great little showcase of all the players. That yeah, song no, as well, great. like it's got the you it's know the, the sax solo, beautiful guitar parts. Yep. You know, it has beautiful, re- really cool. perfect. It's yeah. it's rewind eighties. You know, definitely yeah, sounds no, like us. Wait. So it's amazing. So we're going to put that in, I reckon, at the Sookie Lounge. That'll be the first gig, February the 3rd, which is in Belgrave. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to Is give that a Thursday night? A Friday. Friday night, yeah, Friday cool. night, yeah. So anyone who's nice been one. complaining that we haven't been in Melbourne, get your tickets. They're 30 bucks, $30.60 and, excuse me, first burp, you are <laughs> – can and, it, and it's dancing, dancing rooms. They don't fucking go, sit down. Stop complaining, open your wallet and fucking come out, right? That's it. Because – I'm finding people that are complaining about stuff like, oh, we don't like the theatres, we can't dance, won't even fucking come to one that you can dance in. So I don't yeah. listen anymore, you know? No, it's like a lot we of that do what whinging, we want. Yeah, a lot of that whinging has to do with um, people getting too comfortable at home during the sort of downtime during COVID and now that they're sort of crawling out from off their couch again, they're like, you know, they want everything super comfortable and it's like, well, no, you know, like it's yeah. it's it's not the same as sitting as ha- sitting at home, yeah. you know. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Exactly. Yeah, anyway, I've really found that. And anyway, that, yeah. No, we've got, t- um, mm. got a heap of songs to get through today. We have. Um, and some real bangers. So I reckon we just go for it. What do you reckon? Yeah, so I this one I've chosen by Howard Jones. Things can only get better. We're still fighting COVID a little bit with the industry, but mm-hmm. it's going to get better. I can feel it. Yep. And like I said, if you can get through COVID and survive financially, then you're doing something okay. So here we go. Here's this track. Great track, Howard Jones. We don't play enough Howard Jones, I don't think. No, here we go. No. Things can only get better.
That's a banger. Howard Jones. I love it. I agree. We don't play enough Howard Jones. He's no, awesome. No, we kind of slipped through the cracks with the 80s montage. Yeah. But I yeah. loved him. Um, he was always on Countdown and came out and did live performances. And I just remember his orange pyjama satin shirts with his little brooch he had. He was always very stylish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I loved uh, What Is Love as well, his other single. That's awesome song. Um, like yeah. to get to know and he, uh, well. That's yeah, a, that's I love that. Yeah. Really cool. And he played at Live Aid, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was he was huge. Absolutely mm. huge. Came out to Australia and toured. I didn't go but, you know, he was at the forefront with the keyboard players that could sing, you know, along with, um, oh, God, I've just slipped his names, just slipped out of my mind. But um, Nick Kershaw, that was the name. So there was a couple yeah, of them right. and, and it was amazing. But, yeah, things can only get better and I think that's a really good affirmation for the next year. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know? Awesome. Uh, yeah, oh. but um, the next track you want to play is a banger as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love this one. This really pumps me up. This is yeah. – imagine – actually, when you're getting ready for New Year's or if you're getting ready for a night out over this time – Whack this on first. It's a little get your blood pumping. I love it. Absolutely. And if you're listening to the 80s montage on Sunday, happy new year. Yeah. It's already going to be new year. But That's God, it. it went yeah. so fucking quick. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Mental. it really did. Mental. Really did. Yeah. And everyone was faster and full of shit. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Let's yeah. give this track a whirl anyway. Here we go. Yep.
There we go. I love that song. I really, it's sort of, I love this sort of early 80s period where you can still hear the, the sort of disco influences and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a big hit sort of in Europe. Um, what's his name? It's Peter Crowley, isn't it? Sylvester um, and Peter Crowley, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's sort of uh, – Sylvester was like the feature singer on this. Peter Crowley was, um, you know, the, I, I, he was like the Giorgio Moroder, you know, like he was the, yeah. the producer. Yeah, I think the, he did Born the, to be Alive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. I might be wrong. But, and this yeah, was, this um, really brought Sylvester out into the limelight sorry, though. Patrick, Patrick, uh, Cow- Patrick Cowley. I'm such a spastic. Um, so this came out in 82 and uh, he died in the same year. Patrick Cowley died in the same year. And they were out sort of, they were touring this. They were sort of out touring off the, because um, this was really successful hit. And um, he went to the doctor and complained of, um, like he had pains in his stomach and the doctor said, oh, you've just got a bit of, you might have had a bit of food poisoning or something like that. Turns out he had AIDS and he, he died um, soon after in the in the same year that this was released. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this was happening to a lot of people sort of yeah. in this in this um, time and, I mean, Sylvester would also sort of pass away in, later in the 80s due to AIDS and um, – but, you know, this song really, really captured that um, – uh, especially the gay scene as well, but the the sort of um, just the disco scene of the early eighties. I really, really love the sound, mm. um, and yeah, it I, it always sort of really pumps me up. I love it. Really camp. It's fantastic. Yeah, very Studio Fifty Four as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that was the st- and Studio Fifty Four was really the the nightclub that was bringing everything to the forefront. You know, mm. if you played at Studio 54, because Hazel Dean, when we spoke to her and she got a phone call to come to Studio 54 at 2 in the morning, remember when we did on yeah, the yeah. Hazel Dean interview and uh, it was Sunita's mum that couldn't make it. She was sick so Hazel Dean went in That's and right. did her track and became an o, like a huge success and yeah. it was an amazing nightclub, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would have loved no. to have gone. Fuck yeah, just once. It yeah, would have been just incredible. Once. Like imagine yeah. everyone there that you just knew, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, very good. Sylvester, do you want to funk? Great track. I've done it in about three bands. And oh wow. It's a great track. And when did I do the first I think I started it in ninety seven. I started playing Do You Wanna Funk with the Funky Poo Dags, which was at Revolver. Oh, great. And we had a full dance routine and people just couldn't believe what we were doing, you know. We had yeah. a um, – Batesy is an incredible dancer and it was Fab and myself and we just had this full dance routine and because it's such a long intro and you can make it as long as you want, you know, and bring people yeah. out and it's like an epic intro which is amazing. Yeah, but yeah. But, yeah, so the next song you want to do is – is it Vicious Pink? Yeah, Vicious Pink. This is sort of not many people know about these guys, but they're, um, they're like a synth pop duo f- uh, from the UK. And they used to be sort of, they started out as like backing vocalists for Soft Cell, but they had a couple of hits that were sort of like had a cult following. But I absolutely love this song. It's called, right. uh, yeah, Can't You See? Here we go. 
If you're searching for this one, guys, it's actually like Kicker Consciousy with three C's at the beginning. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink. Fish is pink. Yeah, I'd have to be pretty pissed to get into that. <laughs> bit mashy, bit mashy. I'd have to be a bit mashy for that one. Just a little yeah, bit mashy. Camp. It reminds me of my own record. I've probably said that before. And it's like, ugh. You know, it's very Euro, disco, Euro. Yeah. You know, which is... I, I loved uh, a few bands that were in that genre, absolutely yep. loved it, but missed the memo on that one. But where did you first hear this one then? Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. Um, somebody intru- somebody played it for me years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And it was sort of, it was sort of like on a, like a, so I, I actually think somebody gave it to me on a mixtape. And oh, it was wow. like a, yeah, it was like a deep cuts, like a deep cuts of the 80s kind of thing, you know, like yeah. just sort of, and and this whole, I wish I could find the mixtape because it sort of, there, there would have been probably eight songs on it that I had, I, I didn't really know before that or I only knew a little bit and hearing them on, you know, together on this mixtape, I was like, yeah, fuck, you know, this, this person had... Um, this, I think it actually might have been Sam Worthington who put it together. You know the actor Sam Worthington? Yeah. I think it might have been him. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you mention I've been watching because I'm obviously binge watching shit because yeah. we're on time off and I got into The Secret Life of Us last night, like started from oh, the fuck, start. fuck, did you? I yeah, never yeah, watched yeah. it in the 90s. I love Claudia Carvin. Yeah. Love her. And she did a great job. She did a great job. And I it was just full of shots of revolver and I kind of felt a little bit sick. I don't think I really enjoyed the 90s that much. Yeah, right. I'm not sure yeah. whether I really gelled with it, but it was so honest to how the 90s were. Like everyone was non-committal. That's all I remember. No one fucking committed to anything. Oh, yeah, you know, you're fucking always ringing cunts. When are we going out? No one committed to shit. Everyone was in their own fucking world. The hairstyles were a bit shit too. Like and the it was the, yeah, oh, they definitely were. <laughs> they were definitely Horrible. shit. Horrible, <laughs> you know, and... 
the drama of it all. Like there were a lot of like I'm at the stage where Claudia's banging that guy that's just gotten married to the cute blonde chick who's an amazing actress but she's got the one face she pulls, like really one face. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, even in the intro she's got the one face. But uh, (laughs) I was sort of going, oh, my God, Revolver must have made quite a bit of money to be in that situation and be filming there. Yeah, yeah, they must have, yeah. Because I was sort of – yeah, it was really huge. Like, because um, I was at drama school when that show uh, started, and uh, yeah, just like you know, knew a thousand people. Um, I think Sibylla Bud was the chick you're talking about with yeah. the with yeah, the, yeah. the one blonde chick, and she was yeah. kind of yeah, she was a friend of a friend we used to hang out with. Oh, her. and it, and she's it, got um, the one face. Yeah, yeah. She um, that, that sour look she does. Which kind of works yeah. after twenty minutes. It's get it, you get over it. But um, I'd be I've sad too it. if Claudia Carvin was sort of banging my new husband. But yeah, I, I, it was really exciting. Um, and we all had bit parts on that show. Yeah, um, yeah. Like fucking every actor, you know, every young Aussie actor you can think of had absolutely sort of bit bit parts on Secret Life of Us. It was sort of yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, still good. What? Still good music. Still good music oh, at this stage. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I I did hear a couple of trailers. They played the bad loves and stuff, but um, I've only gotten through to like I fell asleep finally at about five in the morning watching episode seven. But oh yeah, it was so St Kilda, and of course, was it Abby Tucker the. Little yeah, blonde. Abby Tucker. The yeah, short Abby hairstyle Tucker. was really big in the nineties. It was just fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it's like, it was what the, the fuck are you looking like your mum for? You know, fucking Natalie and Brulia kind of, oh, you know, like a sh- short. Grow fucking, your fucking hair with with a know? couple of clip with a couple of clips in it. Fuck oh, off. shocking, shocking! Yeah, I never went. I yeah. always had long hair. I could couldn't do it. I couldn't do the short hair. Yeah, thing. I yeah. think I went to a bob at one stage, but I went to a bob. Late 80s because of um, Banana Rama and Karen having the black bob all of a sudden. She'd had this oh, black right. bob in Venus. And I thought, oh, she that looks too. cool. But it took me ages to grow that back. But it was yeah. something I did. But, yeah, the short hair look. It, my, a lot of my girlfriends went through that. And the they always, shoestring they always fucking stunk. tops. And sh- they always they stunk always the smelt. chicks with those fucking haircuts. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, underarm. I, I mean – do people do share houses anymore? Like, is that still a thing, or have we just? I guess, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah right. I guess, yeah. Mm. I uh, from, certainly no one's fucking buying anything. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it's fucking. Yeah, I mean, I it's sort of at this time, at the time of like Secret Life, I lived in a share house. In Turak, actually, and wow. it was like the shit, the shittiest house on the shittiest street in Turak. Like you know, everybody used to go, "Ooh, Turak," but yeah, fuck, it was, it was like. What a was dive. the street in Turak? Do you remember? Bruce Street. I just drove past it the other day, and right. it's been. It was knocked down. The apartment block was knocked down. Wow. But um, fucking people moving in, people moving out. And mm. I was the one constant, you, you know, like I I had the lease and everyone yep. just sort of sublet off me and they were, you know, coming through and we'd always yeah. have like fucking people sleeping over and people on the couch and, yeah. uh, you know, interstaters coming and fucking staying with us and it was a fucking madhouse. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. 
so I was in my 20s at the start of the 90s mm. and I just, it just sort of went, I just kind of went, I don't know if I did really like the 90s. I think when you're 30 you start to find yourself a bit more. Yeah, and you're not afraid yeah. of like I remember people being really non-committal and that's the thing you get out of Secret Life of Us is that they're really not like you know when Samuel meets and it was about younger men and older women. That happened a yes. lot as well. It was a gotcha. big thing. And mm. I remember friends of mine who were actors that went out with young musicians that were fucking 20 years younger than them. But they were in love and they got married. Like that kind of shit happened a lot too. But it's interesting. I felt like life had just come, was just a lot better than what that used to happen in the 90s. I mean there was some good shit but, oh, Jesus, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. But I'm enjoying it but I'm also very, oh, fuck share houses. I couldn't do that again. It brings up a lot of stuff, doesn't it? It's funny because like. Mum, mum is staying with us at the moment, and she will just remind me of stuff, for, you know, in and around that time in my early twenties. I remember you did this. Remember so and so did this, and but you know, big stuff that I should know, and I've got no idea what she's fucking talking about. And it's because at that age, I had my head so far up my own ass, I wouldn't yeah. have known what was happening with other people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's you, right. You sort of, oh well, that's you exactly. Don't know. Yeah, that's right. You're on your you're on your own fucking path, and you're just sort of like stumbling from one disaster to the next, and and. You know, you don't know how you affect other people or what's going on for other people and, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed by that, you know, because I'm, I'm sort of really – I try to be really aware of other people these days, you know, but, like, fu- I was fucking hopeless in my 20s. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah no, 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 and that's probably the thing that um, you get from Secret Life of Us as well is that everyone has their own life and no one is thinking of anyone else. And yeah. we're all going out and partying and drinking and you don't have to think about your body. You're young. Nothing's going to go wrong. Oh, yeah. You, you, you assume it. nothing's going to go wrong. That's not yeah. always the fucking truth though. But And no. you are on your own path but I think people were either trampled on or they survived. But I think that's the thing. I think there was such a non-committal vibe in the 90s. Even the music was, wasn't fucking committed, I don't think. You know, yeah, it no, was like right. – Record companies didn't commit, nothing sort of happened and, and I, I, I am watching it with this eye open going, oh, I'm so happy where I am now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really weird and I think fuck I'm yeah. reflecting quite a lot before the new year because sometimes you might think, fuck, my life's not going the way it should but, man, I just, oh. I think the yeah. only good thing about the 90s was Impossible Princess by Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> which um, which uh, is sort of getting a lot of circulation at the moment as well. Like oh, I loved vinyl. that album. Yeah, yeah she I just re-released it on vinyl. Yeah, it's one of her best albums. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know? I loved her but, around that time. Yeah, but anyway, Secret Life of Us is on Netflix. It's very good. It's scary. It's confronting. And everyone fucked a married guy. That was the situation as well. No one fucking you, – you couldn't even get married and have commitment, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because, like, marriage was a big deal at that age. Like, and, and sort of, yeah. you know, you sort of didn't understand the weight of being married. And, yeah, like, that it, it, was in, it was in shows 
and movies a lot, like married people having affairs and things on the side and, yeah, it's sort of a, a big thing. I'm going to St Kilda tonight actually. Oh, so good. So I might, I might sort of fuck a married married dude or something. I don't know. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, God. Couldn't, th- no, couldn't that's the worse. thing. I, and you know what? When I think about it because I lived in um, – where did I live in? I lived in Elwood for a couple of years, and I loved Elwood. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think I could do it now. It's a I really. I can't imagine weird. you in Elwood. Yeah, I was in um, off Milton Street, so oh, yeah. uh, it wasn't. It was uh, It was the main drag near the Seven Eleven. If you go straight up, there's like a laundry. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and I, I was right it. across yeah. into that into that house. Yeah, yeah. I lived with yeah. um, a couple of flatmates, and that was interesting, but. Share houses were always hard and and you just sort of lived your dream but it was sort of really hard to as well. It was weird. There's no fucking public transport in Elwood. That's the only thing. You must have walked fucking the, yeah. the length oh, of Milton Road down to. Oh, I wasn't Road far from to... Ackland Street. Milton oh, yeah, Street's only a couple down. of streets up. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too bad. I used to yeah. always walk to Balaz and have Balaz. So you oh, see, yeah. you know, like I was a Balaz freak. Because it was five bucks or something for two curries and a rice and that was just rocking my world. The one across from Vineyard? Yes. Oh, it's sort of on the side of Vineyard. Yeah, 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 I know it. Yeah, right. I think it's the same street. I can't remember. But the Vineyard wasn't even there when I was there. It was called something else. Yeah, yeah, It might have been called the Vineyard but it was just nothing you went to. It was like an old fucking Jewish bloody cafe. You know, it was a shithole. Yeah. Not that it's a bad yeah. thing because they would have made money from it, but they eventually sold it. But I just, um, yeah, it was. It's if you so if you want to see it, it's historic though, definitely historic, the show. Mm. But just don't know whether yeah. I wanted to throw up or fucking watch it. I was like, <laughs> am I going to stop this or not? You know. But and Revolver, yeah. we had the music trivia show there for five years when it first opened yeah. a year after it opened. So. Revolver actually wasn't the problem. It was more the people that were around and, and you living in I lived in a flat on my own for a while. Yeah. Interesting. But um yeah, yeah now this next track I want to play when we did the Breakfast Club special, remember? Yep. Yep. I remembered this track from the movie, but I didn't look into it that much. And now that I've looked into it, I still play it on my fucking Spotify. And it's Jesse Johnson and it's hard to hold and here we go. It's such a banger.
I love it. Jesse Johnson. This was in Breakfast Club, wasn't that's it? That's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. So oh. this is where I learnt about the song and went, oh, what a killer chorus, you know? This is called Heart Too Hot to Hold, I think, Baba. Oh, okay, I'll just check it. Yeah. Heart too um, hard to hold. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I, I remember this from Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's right. So when we did the Breakfast Club version, the show we mm. did, that's where mm. I I sort of, um, you know, listened to it and went, oh, Rediscovered God, this it. is a really good track. And I love yeah. Jesse Johnson, so I absolutely love is it. Is he from, was he from uh, one of the Prince bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the guy in 1999. The one with the yeah, right, right, on. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, so he's the guitarist. He's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, awesome, awesome. And he had oh, um, cool. electric. Uh, Jesse Johnson had a great track of his own. Um, can't think of it. Fuck it. But yeah. Mm. I think it was the. Um, I think it was from the time. Was it the time that he was from? Yeah, he did everything. Like his back. full. His full-time band, you know. But, yeah, definitely a, a sort of, you know, Prince-supported artist. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. He was amazing. So that was, I mean, The Breakfast Club is an episode we did about the John Hughes movie, obviously. And I love it. And I think when I heard the track and I heard the chorus, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. yeah so it's great, amazing when really you go cool back track. to look at stuff. And you go, oh, that track is, you know. Mm. Yeah, And that yeah, was one awesome. of the, the fucking songs that I really enjoyed. And I still put it on now. Hard yeah, Too Hot to yeah. Hold. Yeah, that's right. So um, Jesse Johnson, I'm just trying to think of the girl that was on it with him. Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie Sproul or something. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So that was one thing that I loved throughout the year. I thought, oh, that's a great track and I still play it definitely when I came home and it just makes me feel good, like, you know. Yeah. You you introduced me. I actually sort of was going to put it on this list uh, but you introduced me to a track that f- is a big hype song for me now. I didn't add it because I swore <laughs> swore that you were going to put it on there and that's Coup d'Etat. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Too, too, young too Young for, for promises. promises. I yeah. play it all the time yeah. now. I love Great. it so much. Yeah. It's really awesome good. track. Amazing yeah. track. Ah, cool. We will do it. I think we've got to do it because it does sound like Rewind 80s yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, hey, um, have you got a commercial? I have got a commercial. So I'm playing this commercial today because we did their corporate uh corporate Christmas party at the Forum Theatre. And for me, that was a big highlight of the year. And they the just forum. sold, didn't they? They just sold. They, they've got a new owner now. The Forum Theatre? No, it's David, David Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, so they just, um, they, they, yeah, went through a big acquisition apparently right, just, well, just before Christmas. Right. So Country Road contacted me and said they wanted us to do their show and then when we got there, it was Country Road and David Jones. Do you think Country Road brought David Jones? That sort of makes no, sense. No, I think it was a bigger, like a much bigger, you know how it was, it was like the Mariner Group or something? I think somebody else has now bought them. 
No, I Marin think... Group are, are the forum people. Marin oh, Group who know. run the forum. Um, I haven't heard that David Jones was sold. Yeah, I, I happened. I just heard it in the news. Really? It was on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure I heard it in the news just before Christmas. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, well, that's mm. good because they were definitely there. There was about 1,200 people there on the yeah. night. Yeah. And, of course, we did the show, we did two 45-minute sets. That's another thing we don't fucking do in this band anymore is 600 fucking sets a night because I've put a stop to it. And yeah. um, all you need for a party is two one-hours tops, you know what I mean? Yeah, So. Yeah, yeah. um I really enjoyed that gig for me and everything just worked there. So I thought we'd do a commercial about David Jones. But this isn't the one that I was singing on the night to them and they were laughing. I don't know where that comes from and I'm hoping it was a David Jones commercial but I'm pretty sure that this one was the commercial they used on TV. So let's have a look at the 1984 commercial for David Jones. There's no other store like David Jones. They're the best in every way. They've got the best departments, the best attention. And this is what they'd like to say. Why don't you There you go. That's a ripper. There we go. That's an old one, isn't it? It is an old one. I remember it as a kid, though, sitting there and watching TV going, what the fuck's David Jones? But there you go. Yeah. It always just seemed really fancy, you know, like watching it, it as a little kid. It, you they couldn't always walk into of, the shop. No, you couldn't fart in there. No, you couldn't. I, I used to get scared because <laughs> if you touched, your, your parents would go, don't touch that, don't touch that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it was always just that little bit more expensive, wasn't it? Yeah, look, it was. It wasn't Myers. It was even more expensive, you know. Yeah, But yeah. fantastic company to do a function for. Like they really put on a great spread. Now I'm um, I'm just having a little look. So they oh, yeah, good. Right, yeah, right up until the 19th of September, uh, sorry, wow. 19th of December, they were owned by Woolworths Holdings. So yep. Woolworths owns... Uh, Country Road and, you know, did own David Jones and all of that. And, of course, um, Woolworths Holdings is different from the Aussie supermarket chain, so don't get them sort of mixed up. But um, I think they're South uh, African. Yeah, that's right. So Mm. they've just been bought, David Jones have just been bought back by an Australian equity firm called Anchorage. So they're Brilliant. back in sort of a, yeah, back in Australian hands now, which is really Brilliant. good. So that happened sort of just, 
you know, just as we would have made them look great by doing the doing the um, gig for them and then they sold for heaps of money. <laughs> that's, so that's right. They all came to the gig. Well, we were there on the 16th right. of December, remember? Yeah, yeah. So if they sold on the 19th, how much pressure would they have been under? I know. That's yeah, unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. – no one spoke about that to me, which is obviously – There we go. Of course they're not going to, but, yeah. I mean, what a great – you know, what a great group to work for. Just so big, fantastic. Big, big loss for sort of Woolworths Holdings but, um, you know, great to have David Jones back as an Australian um, – back in Australian ownership again. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a wonderful idea and they might make some money again, you know. You just don't know. Yeah. Like David Jones sort of went a little bit sideways for a little while in the 90s. They did, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's back in the limelight. Mm. But interesting. Yeah. It was a big nice party. And I remember when I took some film, I thought, fuck it, I've just got to film this because this is shit people need to see, you know. Like yeah. Yeah. we've never seen this many people in a room, I don't reckon, for three years. No, that's right. Uh, absolutely. You know? I hadn't hadn't sort of played to that many people for a while. That was amazing. Where it was the norm for somewhere like South Morang, you know, there'd be a thousand people sometimes or, you know, 800. But That's to it. be in such That's a it. big theatre and it was just a big crowd. And I I came out without COVID. I didn't get COVID. Dallas copped it mm. somehow. But uh, we all came out alive. And then we had one more with Schindler's Lifts, which was good. But I yeah, wonder if she. I wonder if she got COVID from the saxophone bloke. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Remember that? Yeah. So the story is they had a DJ which was – they were great. They really revved Mm. up the crowd. They were really good with a singer and a saxophone player and the saxophone player forgot part of his saxophone and that's just unbelievable that you can leave part of your saxophone. But it didn't matter. We had a saxophone part that Dallas had and gave him the saxophone. But I thought of that too. I thought I wonder if he had it and he didn't know about it. But in saying that, I don't think she would have used the part without cleaning it. You never know. Like this is, but mm. I'm just thinking Could why the fuck did none of us – that's, yeah, that's right. right. Why did none of us get it? And she yeah, got it. We didn't. And, and I'm just thinking, what did she do different? And that's the only thing that that's I can right. think of. Absolutely. You know? Anyway. Absolutely. He didn't seem mm. sick though. I checked him out because I did think of it on the day. I thought, oh, I don't know about you using fucking because I'm funny <laughs> about using the same microphone as anyone. I yeah, won't use the me same too. Yeah. Because it's like. Yep. You know, come on. And when you do gigs and they want to make a fucking speech, oh, can we just do it, say it? And you're like, nah, sorry. I'm sorry, but no. We do this for a living, dickhead, you know. Yeah. I've always been like that with microphones, though, even before COVID. Yeah, Because you can get pharyngitis, you can get all this stuff off it, laryngitis, you name it, and it's not worth it unless you carry around a can of PinoClean, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, David Jones, great company, Country Road Group, we did that. That was probably gig of the year for me, like corporate gig-wise. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. an incredible Definitely. thing and and people love it, you know. It's just telling, you know, you, when you market the band and people see something, they're great. But um, we did some new songs that were awesome and we 
we had um, – well, Timor couldn't do the gig because he was away, but it was really good. It was great. Mm, yeah, no, so brilliant. from David Jones to another David Jones. Very good segue. I noticed that. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know how I thought of that, but, I mean, David Jones obviously isn't called David Jones. He's called David Bowie. But this is a good choice. I love it. What's yeah, your like reason this for this one? Just makes you feel good. Um, just makes you feel cool when you're getting dressed. I don't know. I don't, yeah. yeah, I love it. It's just it's there's a simplicity about this song. Like I don't know, but it's, it's sort of it's not overly complex. It's not overly fast like the other sort of ones that I've put in there. It just sort of grooves along. Um, but I love how experimental the guitars are. Um, yeah, I love this track. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very arty, isn't it? It's very fashion Yeah, it art. is. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Let's give it a whirl. Enjoy this, guys. <laughs> Goon Squad. I always call yeah. fuckwits. Oh, here comes a fucking the Goon, Goon Squad. Squad because <laughs> I just love it. I think it's such a like. That's what he's basically saying is that some people are fashionable and others are fucking just goons. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Without that's a thought right. process in their head, they're just following everyone. You know. Yeah. But yeah. I love calling people that I don't. Oh, here comes the fucking Goon Squad. You know, only and only David Bowie could write a song where he's celebrating fashion, but also taking taking the piss out of yeah. the the fashion industry. That's and right. Like call, calling them the Goon Squad and everything. You know, like it's just genius. I love it. I love him. Yeah, that's right. I think it's amazing. And he was a lot more fashionable than fashion itself, really. Oh, so God, yeah. that would have been quite true on his behalf that. He's yeah. probably looked at shit and gone, what? You know? Yeah. And it was or or it was organic fashion and he was art, you know. But that video is fantastic. And it is a great track. Really good yeah. track. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? He um so, yeah. he wrote this overnight. He wrote the song overnight. 
Yeah. It, um, they had the, the track, you know, they all sort of jammed the track out and everything. Mm. And um, he, he really struggled to write lyrics for it. And then um, they were, you know, the, the rest of the band were like, um, you know, we've got to get this because it's a really cool sounding song and everything. And he sort of struggled, struggled. And then um, overnight he, he came back and like had it in its form, you know, without any, any edits or anything, had it totally completed and they recorded it. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how those ideas can th- – something will just click – and um, for somebody like Bowie as well to, um, to st- yeah, to struggle, to struggle with lyrics and then something clicks and then this is what he comes out with. Yeah, fa- fantastic. I love his, I love the, the, the stories behind uh, David Bowie's writing. Just so interesting, you know. It's yeah, incredible. that's right. Yeah, and I love mm. Scary Monsters, the record. I think it's incredible. Yeah. If, if you did have this on track though, like if you had this track, it's very cynical sounding as it is without the lyrics. Yeah, it's that's It's very right. fuck you, you know what I mean? And I think it would oh, have been totally. a real easy write. It's just getting the confidence to go, can I sing about being more fashionable than fashion? And yeah. then you've got a show and they go, fuck yeah, are you kidding? You got in a fucking yeah. spaceship, bitch. Just fucking yeah. put it out. So I – it's, I've, have you ever written before where you get this amazing track and then it usually comes with really hardcore lyrics because it gives you that feeling and you think, fuck, should I have written that? That's really not cool and yeah. it's quite out there. But, yeah, I, I love the fact that music can sometimes give you the answers really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, good on David Bowie. He's, you know, incredible. Incredible, always will be. Now the next track, I just like this track. It brings back memories for me as a girl watching Countdown. This chick comes on board. It was probably before I'd heard their undercurrent club stuff because I was too young to go out to clubs. And uh, this is No More Words by Berlin. It's interesting, isn't it? Because like, ta- I-, I love "Take My Breath Away," but it's probably their shittest song. I love the rest of song. their, you know, it's mm-hmm. so good. 
They're Absolutely. so good the rest of their fucking discography and nobody nobody knows about it, you know? The wider yeah. the wider audience just think it's sort of take my breath away and, and that's it. But they were fucking great. Yeah, no, they were amazing and great synth band. And now I think back, I did know Sexheimer because I was going out clubbing at 13 to little discos, yeah. underage discos, but – I put two and two together and I, I didn't think it was the same band, to be honest with you, when I saw this from Sex Ima. Yeah. Because you yeah, sort yeah. of saw the band on a really late night radio or TV show and mm. then when No More Words came out and she came and did Countdown with the band, it just didn't look like the same band. But yeah, right. they were definitely the same band. And I, it was on Hits Huge, which is another LP that was out in the 80s. Yeah. With Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. And it was just, I'm pretty sure it was Hits Huge. Hits Huge. And um, I loved this track. I thought it was really strong and it had a vibe about it. And it was just yeah. very Scorpio, no more words, you know. So mm. that's one thing I'm not going to fucking listen to. I've, I've stopped that a lot now. Like I don't, and I'm talking mainly um, people that want to, oh, I don't know, people that are agents. They're just fucking full of shit. And want 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 their ego to be fulfilled through your band, and it's like not anymore. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. So that's where that kind of comes from. It's not anyone that oh, I great. have in my life. It's just yeah. that business side of things that I don't want to hear anymore. It's like, man, I fucking know where this train's going. Leave me alone, you know. Yeah, yeah. And in saying that, we've got some amazing agents on board, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. where you Incredible. where you go. No more words. And it's not not really a romantic thing for me, but it's more, you know, when you just hear the chorus, but it's a great banging track. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. I love it. Good choice. Good choice. And uh, now what have you got for a New Year's resolution? Do you do that shit or? I, I do ever think about it. Like I, uh, yeah. you know, New, New Year's is actually really important to me. You know, like people go, oh, it's just another day and shit. But I don't know. I I just think it's really an opportunity to reflect and, and I, I know that sounds a bit trite and um, stuff, but I, I really do think if, if, if you don't want to just see, sort of keep drifting through life, you do have to think, Absolutely. Fuck, what have I done? What has fulfilled me? Who yeah. has fulfilled me, you know? Right. Um, and how do I want to move forward into the, the next year? You know, what am I going to keep and what am I going to lose? So it's sort of – I do think about a lot of that stuff as, as um, I move into the new year and just try to start stuff really positively. Yeah, I don't know, just because life will fucking – you know, bring all the negative stuff to you. So if you can mm. just sort of start things positively and get as far as you can into the new year on a on a good foot, you know, at least you've at least you've started well. So yeah, I and don't also know. we can reset this year because we aren't in COVID lockdown. We can actually do stuff exactly. and get shit done. Yeah, you know? and yeah. there is a huge reflection there to you know. And people have already forgotten we were in lockdown. They don't remember it. It's like everyone's fucking back to normal. Uh, Guys, yeah. people yeah. are just still hurting. They're still getting over this whole lockdown thing. They're still trying to get money back for their businesses. Don't think you don't have to spend money and help 
businesses at the moment, especially when no, it comes right. to your local area or your local band or your local play or your local production. Buy the tickets, mm. guys, because you can either sit on your ass at home and watch Netflix for the next two years or go out and do what you wanted to do and what you missed in that time. That's the reflection I really think is one that we should be reflecting on is that now we're a little bit freer and yeah. we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't sort of get complacent and think, oh, we won't ever go back in lockdown again because we don't know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe like, yeah, so anyway, the next song. You know what? I did did sort of dodge that question a little bit. Oh, you did, right. My my New Year resolution is going to be to read more. Like because while I was studying, I – didn't get the chance to sort of you're all you, you're reading, but it's not you know it's not the reading that you want to be doing. You're reading you're reading sort of in order to bloody you know do assignments and assessments mm. and that kind of shit. Mm. And it really doesn't leave you with any time to you know read a book or kind of that kind of thing. And so that will be mine. That will be mine. Is to I've got a you know a couple of but I, actually I did read one book last year, and that's the book that you gave me, which was. Um, open the Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi. Yeah, oh, Andre Agassi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Fucking that was hell, the that one was the book highlight. I read. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I've got a was few. Was it good? Yeah, oh, fuck. It was amazing. Really? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said I mentioned to somebody that I'd read it, and um, and somebody said, um, oh, you know, apparently that's that's meant to be the best um, sports biography ever written. And I said, yeah, I completely fucking agree with that. It, wow. it was really good. Yeah, really, really good. So, um, and yeah, and I feel strangely sort of really bonded to him n- now. Having, yeah. It, it's so fucking honest. Like, yeah, it's really, really good. So, um, yeah, the, I'll, I'll get it. I want to read a bit of um, – I read a lot of biographies and stuff, but I want to read a a bit of nonfiction. There's a really good bookstore down the down the road here, and they have um, like books that people who are widely read will recommend, like nonfiction books. And they yep. they pop it pop it pop it up in their window. They've got like a top five every fortnight because they've got some fucking book club or something that meets. Yeah, and, great. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna work my way through and like. I don't know. Start start reading more. You know, reading reading other people's. Um, oh, it's amazing! And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great. Mm. Af- uh, what about yourself? News re- <sighs> Fuck! I have no idea. I might have a baby this year. No, I'm not. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Too late for that. Um, I don't fucking know. I think just. I think. I think. Most of my New Year's resolution was done this year. I don't know if that sounds ridiculous, but yeah, I've done, no, yeah. we've done the work for next year. So, oh, look, um, I don't know. I don't know, just to yeah. be healthy and and um, take more on with Pseudo Echo this year, like do a lot more with that and yep. look after that side of things. That would be cool and, and I've been asked to do that, which is awesome. So that's part of my news resolution is to keep both bands and, you know, not, not just me obviously but with Rewind 80s and enjoy myself with Pseudo because that's been the big thing for me this year is actually joining Pseudo Echo as their backing vocalist. Yeah. 
Yeah. Completely triggering for me because when I was younger, I would hang out with the lineups and go to Countdown with them, and it was really hard to deal with yeah. the fans when you were with the Musos, you know, at the time of their success. So it was quite triggering, but it's been really amazing to. I don't know, travel around and do the albums and, and bring the songs back for the fans, like the three albums worth of stuff. Yeah. And, and obviously I'm not doing that on my own but I want the backing vocals to sound like the records and I worked hard on that and then there was the whole, oh, you must be joking, I don't know if I should be doing Pseudo Echo. Like, you know, I thought Cannon was joking when he asked and he fucking wasn't. So it's been mm. amazing. So I think... Doing the live gigs with Pseudo, everyone's enjoyed them. The band's stronger than ever. It's amazing. And the one song that surprised me out of all of them, and it's not a surprise really because it was their first single, but you kind of think, oh, everyone's waiting for Funky Town. But this song I think got the most applause uh, from the tour. I just noticed it because I was in it, you know what I mean? I'm not just watching mm. it. I can I can feel it. And Brian does do a spiel about the song and Molly being, you know, comes to the gig and, and asks them to be on Countdown. But there's a vibe about this song that is really authentic and 80s and ahead of its time, you know, like it's still production-wise stands up and Autumnal Park for me has been – the little gem out of the whole three albums. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and Race, believe it or not. You know, I love all the yeah, albums yeah. but as a, as a kid I think Autumnal Park was a bit too adult for me. Like I like the fluffy yeah. sort of love and adventure but as you get older and you get a little bit wiser, these this album is, is amazing. So I want to put this in the set because I really enjoyed the fans and, and, and just them screaming out at this song. Here we go. that song i really Mate. do love it produced by and Pete i love Dawkins. the story behind it yeah i love the story behind it basically molly getting them on yeah uh, countdown and they were not signed he had just seen them at a gig and yeah croxton um, hotel he, yeah and oh, he was it might really have been Cro- i can't remember ah right yeah i think it was um yeah. but he um 
he yeah saw him at a gig, loved them, and really wanted to sort of put, you know help them with their career, and chucked them on TV. And yeah. not long after, they got signed to to EMI. You know, That's amazing. Right. Yeah, how fantastic! Exactly, exactly. And another reason why I want to play pseudo is because where Maddie and I are bringing the year in with Brian Canham and Raquel Canham. It's just oh, the four lovely. of us this year. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was it's been planned for a while, but we're really close to those two and I yeah. just can't complain. They're fucking amazing. And and I like strange and I like real and that's what they are, you know. And yeah. I'm strange yeah. and, and real. But so it's the four of us bringing the new year in, which is gonna be incredible. And yeah, so it's gonna be a bit of a pseudo echo start to the year, I guess. And I just noticed that the punters really respond to this one and then, of course, after this one we do Funky Town and then there was this one and it was Funky Town and yeah. that, of course, is – I'm never sick of performing Funky Town because we do that in Rewind Daddies as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's been a really good thing for me this year to have something of that I've had to learn, like of – you know what I mean? Like and, and yep. to hang out more with Maddie and – and everyone in the band because they're amazing musos and yeah uh, yeah because I don't have a driver's license so um, I have to take my passport to the airport whenever I go to the airport. Oh yeah, right. And Nick, who's the new bass player who plays synth bass, uh, always says to me when I give them my passport, "Oh, you're going to Dubai." You're going to Dubai and I just piss myself <laughs> laughing because I'm going back to fucking Melbourne but you need to give them something. And yeah. uh Hilarious. He just makes me laugh. He's a funny guy so and a great guy. And he's also in uh, the Eurogliders and Vanessa and Marossi's band. So he's an amazing oh, fucking fantastic. muso. A fucking, wow. I don't know how he remembers all this stuff because it's original music, you know. Yeah. And he's yeah. not old. He's not old and he probably mm. didn't live through a lot of it. But, yeah, he's incredible. So off to Dubai. But, uh, yeah, interesting. But this next <laughs> oh, track great. is a ripper. It's our last song, isn't it? It's our last song, baby. A bit of a longer last show today, but song. that's okay. Yeah, wrapping it up, reflecting. This uh, is, of course, one of my favourite artists. And um, oh, why Why do I love this song? It's so fucking cool. I put it up with it there with Bowie. It's another one that I listen to sort of when I'm getting ready. And... Um, you know, years ago when Maddie and I were in uh, a band together called Night Version, we I was hanging out with a group of people that owned a re- – they had just bought a resort in far north Queensland and um, they were just about to sort of launch it in the new year. I mm. spent an amazing intimate new year with a, about a group of about ten people at this sort of newly – uh, acquired resort with the owners and a small group of their friends. We had such a magic time and um, within a couple, maybe about four or five months afterwards, uh, they were planning the the launch of this or the relaunch of this resort, um, sort of rebranded and completely renovating the entire resort. Um, and uh, she used to dance with you, didn't she, baby? Katrina, yeah. Oh, really? Katrina. Yeah, did she? Yeah, Katrina Knowles. Uh, not Katrina yeah. Knowles. Was it Katrina Knowles? Yeah, Katrina Knowles. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so, I, I had a. I was friends with her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So we. Um, 
uh, they, we were talking at the time, like at the, the New Year's, about what they might like to do, and uh, you know what, you know what artists they would like to have, and and she, you know, the, the millionaire. She comes from a lot of money, and she was sort of, she was sort of saying, oh, you know, I um. Um, I really want to get some, you know, a fantastic headliner for the, for the gig. And I said, well, who would you get? And she said, um, she said, well, I love David Bowie. And I said, yeah, I fucking love David Bowie too. Wouldn't that be amazing? She said, you know who I'd really like though is Grace Jones. And I said, mm. I can help you. I said, I can help you get Grace Jones. <laughs> and um, um, we, we, they, we had sort of somebody in common with Grace Jones at the time who was working with her at the time. I won't give that person a plug, but yeah. Um, um, I yeah, I helped to get sort of Grace Jones a, as the headliner, or, or at least sort of put her in touch directly with Grace's people, and fucking. Uh, and I said to her, said to her jokingly that night, "I'll put you in touch with them as long as I get to um, be on the support with my band." And she was like, "Yeah, definitely." Fucking, she she you know let us. We we were the only supports. Yeah. Um, you know, me, me and Maddie's band Night Version and we played a bu- bunch of covers. We played a couple of originals as well and yeah. um, it was a magic fucking night. It was a it yeah. um, pretty, pretty crazy couple of days um, but meeting Grace and hearing her sing this live was just, you know, in, in paradise, in sort of fun yeah. of Queensland at this resort. Private function. Um, Oh, it was just a, like a dream come true. It was just mm. incredible. I met Peter Morrissey that night, um, the, yep. the designer, um, a big heap of other people. Uh, and it was just, just amazing. So this song's very special to me. Um, pull, up, pull Up to the Bumper by Grace Jones. Here we go. I love a song about anal sex. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was it was hugely mm. controversial at the time. It was released in 81 and, uh, yeah, banned from a lot of radio stations. It was a 12-inch when it was released but banned from a lot of uh, radio was. stations because of all the suggestive lyrics. Yeah. Well, I was only little when this came out because Edward is a big Grace Jones fan as well and Edward used to hang out with Katrina and myself uh, and – I remember thinking, oh, maybe they're smashing cars or something in this one. I was like, oh, maybe yeah. they've just parked a bit too close. But not what you thought. No, very suggestive, very cheeky. Yeah, but no, great track. That's a banger. That's a banger. That's this about six first, drinking. Yeah, yeah. This this was her first big, um, uh, you know, it's become a real signature track for her. Um, this was from her fifth album, but this was like, I guess, the first one that really went international as a hit. Um, and yeah, I always, whenever I think of Grace Jones, I always think of Slave to the Rhythm and this, you know? Yeah, that's right. Mm. I always think of my Jamaican guy. I love my Jamaican guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And walking in the rain and stuff. I went and saw her live at the Metro. Oh, wow. I think it was in 2000. I can't remember. Would have been oh, before. Awesome. It would have, yeah, I didn't even know you guys. It was way before you'd yeah, uh, way done before. a gig with her. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was after. And uh, she's incredible live and, you know, not much of a band, but she doesn't need it. It's all visually, visual art, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible and Slave to the Rhythm, I think, would be my favourite. But when I did hear Pull Up to the Bumper, I thought it was so funky, you know. I love everything about it. I love the track. You know, I love all the instrumentation. We should it's do a, re- a Grace Jones special. What do you reckon next year? Fuck yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, I'd love I to think do it would be a look good at call. All the, yeah, look at all the films and all the tracks. and That's right. There's so much. I don't know. She's done if so much. Of, yeah, and like she's she's – Iconic and people don't really know why. Like this is the thing about Grace Jones. She's so 80s and so iconic but people really don't know exactly why. There was just something about her that was just magnetic and I think you really have to look at all of her work to to understand why, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good idea. Some art is untouchable. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's it's right. It's just not something you can grasp. And yeah. she was that kind of that kind of art, you know. And yeah. breaking barriers for a lot of artists, you know, that that was strange and yeah. just had this thing to say. Yeah, 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 you know? that's right. I, we um we hung out with her son that night a lot. She's got this beautiful yeah. son, I forget his name, but but um she didn't come to, you know, everybody was waiting for a sound check and like, you know, it was so funny because all these Aussies, all these Aussie stars were just hanging around the foyer waiting for her sound check. And so, oh, really? of course, she, yeah, she didn't come. She didn't come to her own sound check. She no. sent her son because the son's voice was exactly like Grace's. The same. Yeah. Yeah. So the the son came and had a yell through the mic, and you, you imagine he sort of, um, you know, had to travel the world with her. And I remember she had ju- Grace had just lost her father, and oh, the fa- she was yeah she was travelling with her brother, 
um, and her son and I think of a couple of other family members in the entourage because it would have been quite a raw time for them, course, you know. But, yeah, you know, sure. she was out sort of um, out ma- making, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of money doing this gig for a start. But, I mean, um, uh, they were just sort of sticking by each other and enjoying really a working holiday out to Australia. And, and uh, yeah, the son was really charismatic, beautiful young sort of black dude. Um, really smart, really funny, and he hung out with the band. He he hung out with us that night, and yeah, um, uh, yeah we got to know him really well. But Grace herself, um, I didn't expect her to be like the Grace Jones that you ex- would expect. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. think – I thought she would have a f- persona and sort of let that go to sort of be herself, but no, she's like – Herself, she's like the Grace Jones you would expect, all sort of really feline and flirty, and you know she sort of growl. She growled at me and did this big laugh, like did this big snarl at me, and I, I just fucking lost my mind. I, I couldn't believe yeah. it. You know, she was, oh, um, yeah. she was amazing. And I remember at the end of end of the gig, she like went, "I love you, fuck you," to the to oh, the crowd. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, amazing. Yeah, she was always very <laughs> naughty, but it was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. How fucking But cool. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Whenever I pop happy a champagne cork, I always say Happy New Year, but I'll be saying it, you know, I'll be saying it at the right time for a change. Can't wait. How many people are you going to be with New Year's Eve? About 40. Yeah, 40? about 40 or so. Um, yep. It's going to be family New Year's this year, um, and then it's sort of Mick's dad's birthday on the second, and my mum's birthday on the fifth. So we're yeah, very family orientated, especially with the little one. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be a wholesome New Year's. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll look mm. back at it. I mean, I love the New Year's Year's New Year's Eve podcast we did when you were in um, Cairns. People oh, love right. that episode yeah. because yeah. it's another part of Australia and it was amazing. So this is almost a diary of our life really. You know what oh, I mean? Totally. Yeah, week to week. Fuck yeah. It's incredible and really fun. It's a lot of fun and I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to it for another year. Thank you for your support, guys. Montages, you've been amazing. You know, give us a review though this year. Like do it for bloody New Year's Eve. Just give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, jump Five on, stars. do do something nice. Jump on and and um, become a subscriber if you're not already. You know, jump on and and sort of follow us rather than just listening to the one episode. And exactly, um, if, if you want, you can become a, a Patreon for you know as little as a dollar fifty a month. And if you uh, come on board for ten dollars a month, you get the extra episodes and stuff. And we got some ripper episodes coming in the new year. Um, yeah, I reckon to kick it off. We're, we're going to look at ghosts and I, then I think we're going to look at sort of uh, record labels of the 80s which um, yeah. which were really yeah. strong at the time but don't exist now. So we've got got some sort of really good initial episodes coming up but, yeah, some really strong eps. I'm not uh, I'm not um, studying anymore so I've got a lot more time to put into 
uh, the 80s montage oh, next year and I'm yeah. really excited about it. So, And yeah. also it's great for you to keep in contact with the gigs we're doing. So Cairns people, oh, my God, Cairns, I need to do a shout-out to our CPAC Cairns people. Incredible fucking ticket sales up until Christmas. You had $10 off adult tickets for a little while there. They're not anymore but – um, you know, we got at least 100 sales there. So that's awesome because that's a really good start for us with cans. And we want to come back to cans badly. And it was such a lovely time, you know. I had the best time in cans. We're going to stay in the pool. for a couple of days yeah, um, we are. after next trip as well. So I yeah. um, can't wait for that. It'll Absolutely. be nice and hot. But yeah, get your tickets uh, for cans. As soon as you can, because I I would love to do a couple of shows up there if the if the uh, demand is up there, that would be amazing. You know, we could yeah, always do totally. that an afternoon and a night, but we need to sell the night one, which is uh, June the third. I That's think it. June the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in Cairns, and it's rewind eighties mixtape dot to get tickets, or you can just go through CPAC in Cairns and do that. Suki Lounge, come out to that February. That's not far at all. Come out to the Suki, and uh, we're going to be doing two really long sets of eighties music and all eighties the whole night. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. Big mm. thank you to all of our listeners. We love you very much, and thanks for sticking in with us. All around the world, guys. You're a bunch of legends and we love yeah. you. Thank you for your support. Thank absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. Because we've had some amazing different countries listen to the show this year and we really appreciate that. So as soon as you listen and you subscribe, people know more about the show, you know what I mean? And it's incredible. So you're really doing us a favour by just getting on board, subscribing. Yeah. Yeah, good you know on what I mean? Yeah. I was just going to have a little look at the audiences at the moment that are listening to the 80s montage and I think it's America first off to Fantastic. be honest with you, which is incredible because America have been really supportive. You guys are super supportive and then Australia and then who have we got here? The world stage for the 80s montage. United States of America at 33%, Australia at wow. 23%, Germany, Germany, wow, 8.0% and United Kingdom at 5%. So France wow. is in there. So that's interesting. France is in there. And as far as Australia goes with Aussie areas, um, Really interesting with Australia. Um, yeah. I think even Nary Warren's in there in the list. of um, wow. Melbourne, of course, 57%. Melbourne people listen to the show. Sydney, second up. And then Brisbane and then Nary fucking Warren. Do you believe it? Hilarious. Wow. that's amazing. Eltham North. Now, Eltham's not far from the Sookie Lounge, is it? Not too far. Eltham and Belgrave, I don't know if it's too far, but That's Richmond where after that. Richmond, yeah. believe it or not, and Adelaide. There we go. Fantastic. Yeah, so you guys are rocking it. And uh, we'll keep up to date with those little situations with who's listening because it's always amazing. Yeah, yeah. To find well, out. Well, good but on you guys. Y yeah. It's, you know, Sammy and I having a little chat in the band room, but fucking it's just it's – just, Great the support and to have you guys listen in on it. So beautiful. Good on you. Thanks very much. Absolutely. And it's been a bit of a longer show but, hey, it's Happy New Year. So Happy why New not? Year. That's our show and that's 2022. 
Yes. If it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.